You're listening to Go with Jamarlin Martin. We have a go hard or go home approach as we talk to the leading tech leaders, politicians, and influencers. Let's go. The title uh, of this Go episode is called J. Edgar Hoover Energy and the Rat Psychology Guiding Negro Politics. You know, I saw something online about, you know, there's some funny jokes about the rapper Takashi 69 getting out of jail. You know, he was a, a government informant against gang members in New York. And so he moved uh, against some of his uh, enemies in terms of working for the government and telling on a lot of folks, a lot of black men. He was a government informant. So people are making jokes because snitching is not cool in hip hop. It's not supposed to be cool in hip hop. And he's coming out, uh, racking up, you know, a massive amount of YouTube views, a new video, and he's a snitch. You know, he's come out and said that people are mad at him because he can come out and he was a snitch. He was a rat and he put a rat in his video. He can he he comes out and says, hey, I'm doing more numbers than the people calling me a rat and I'm a rat. He's legitimizing working for the feds and, and putting people behind bars as a trade. Uh, I'm going to use this term a lot in terms of trade and trading. Uh, so Takashi 69 he has a lot of cases. He works out a deal with the feds, and he puts a lot of blood gang members uh, who he was rolling with behind bars. You know, when there's a subject, you know, there's a shallow way to look at it, and then there's a deeper way to look at it. There's a tired way to look at it, and then there's a wired way to look at it. You know, you say, hey, uh, let's all, you know, bag on Takashi 69 He's a government informant. He's an agent, blah, blah, blah. That got me thinking in terms of, you know, I had read a report uh, that Desiree Perez, who's the now the CEO of Rock Nation, that she actually wore wires for the government. And so you have this hip-hop institution, and it's great. You know, you got Jay-Z and, and, and black folks managing other black folks, and the agency is black, and it's black, it's black, it's black. And that's great, you know, that, that's, that's symbolically great. Uh, and it's good to see that, you know, it looks like we're taking control over our own affairs in terms of not being managed by others, working with each other. So on the surface, that looks good. You know, you want to see black people doing for self, building businesses and taking things under our own control. When Desiree Perez comes in as the CEO taking over for, you know, this white guy at Rock Nation. You know, I had read a report that she was a government informant at one point. In terms of the where hip-hop is today, I would think that a former, you know, government agent who has traded information with the U.S. government, okay, has traded uh, information with the federal authorities for freedom, and she's sending a lot of people to jail in terms of her trading. That is more significant in, in terms of uh, hip hop culture in Black America than what Takashi Six Nine is doing, because you're talking about an informant, a former informant, on top of this big influential institution. I got to thinking, 
you know, of course, we've had an episode on Go about John Ali, who, you know, I and many others believe that he was the top government agent in the Nation of Islam, and he helped take down Malcolm X and weaken the Nation of Islam. You know, I'm thinking that, hey, the technology of the U.S. government is going to change over time. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover, who I believe was a, a mastermind, this guy was brilliant at what he did. He knew how to come into black America, black organizations, black religious organizations, uh, black nationalist groups. He knew how to use his resources and use other black leaders, other black people who are willing to trade, use that against the masses of black people. You know, he was very sophisticated at what he was doing. We've already covered John Ali, and of course, still there's a part two of John Ali. You know, I will be releasing. Uh, I just have one more gap to fill uh, before I release part two. But, you know, I got to thinking when I was reading about Desiree Perez and Rock Nation and how, you know, you have a former federal agent or informant at the top of Rock Nation. Hey, you know, we have to consider that when you look at black politics uh, in the state that we're in, where the people have been weakened, you know, with various forces and various leaders. The people don't uh, have the same strong voice that we had in the 90s uh, or even the, the 80s, uh, meaning that the, the black psychology has been tampered with. It's now on the side of corruption. It's now on the side of elitism. But in order to get the black psychology away from banging for people on the bottom, banging for the poor. In order to get it away from that tradition, that black nationalist tradition, you would need agents and leaders to get the minds over to this other side, this new kind of corporatized side, or now you know you're 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 on the side of the elites because some of your black figures and celebrities and politicians they're now hooked up with, with the elites and now you're over there and so i got to thinking i said hey look the u.s government if it wanted to water down black politics where uh the u.s government has always been fearful of black people rising up uh becoming unified start making demands collectively of being well organized the government has always had a paranoia of the people going to that side, if the government wanted to mitigate that risk, it would consider coming into the Democratic Party or coming into some hip-hop figures with trades. They're going to offer uh, the figure something where they could water the black politics and the black uh, strength. They could water it down with this new stuff or what Pharrell would call the new black, which we're going to get into. I said, you know, hey, I have to accept the possibility. Uh, it's not a spooky possibility that the FBI and the U.S. government has partnered with some of these people out here who can manipulate a political psychology on the people. They can make trades where the people are no longer banging against the establishment like they were before. They have become the establishment. They have aspirations to be the establishment. They have an aspiration to be a part of the elite class and you know, effectively keep the boot 
on the, the black masses in black America, particularly the, the poor, I said, hey, I got to consider that the U.S. government is working with some of these people, some of these celebrity idols that the people are looking up to. They see them with money, but they may not have an understanding that trades may have been taking place, not necessarily with all the leaders in terms of being papered up as informants or agents or, or with the government or the intelligence agencies, but some trades have taken place at the very top of black America where there's an exchange for your, for the people's soul and for the purity of the politics. There's been trades where the money is going to the people at the top who are playing the game, who are making the trades for individual benefit. And some of them may believe that they're trading actually helps black people in their own mind they think that when they do these trades with corporations or the government or you know whatever they come up with they may think or try to rationalize that their trading where they personally benefit helps black america i thought about i said look if desiree perez was a used to be a government informant and jay-z's all these years and all these decades you know i was a, a big jay-z fan uh, I don't listen to his music that much anymore. I was a big Jay-Z fan, but, you know, I started, you know, there were some things that he was doing that I really liked. I liked, you know, the direction of his music, but there are some things that I saw in, in terms of the way he was moving where I had to back up. I can say, hey, it's good that this brother's out here building his business. He's building institutions. He's setting an example. All that stuff is good, but the way he's moving and the way I think, it's hard for me to listen to a lot of Jay-Z now. He's moved in a way where an informant would move, some type of government operative. That doesn't mean that he's directly working for the government. I'm just saying that the way he's moving, it seems like he could be on the side of the U.S. government. My perspective is, uh, in terms of hip-hop and music, I'm not moving to that side because one of your idols or somebody, you like the music and they want to move to that side. I'm not going to like your music enough where you're moving like the FBI or the U.S. government and you're making these trades at the top uh, and I can just push that to the side. See, I'm not I'm not built like that. And so because Jay-Z, for example, partners with the NFL and, you know, seeks to uh, stop kneeling and tone things down and then he gets a check. See, that translates to me how some type of informant agent would be moving. This Desiree Perez, there's testimony essentially online where the prosecutor says uh, how helpful she was uh, in terms of wearing wires and trapping drug dealers. And so you have a CEO at Rock Nation who used to wear wires for the FBI. If the Rock Nation uh, CEO used to wear a wire for the FBI, you know, in the 90s hip hop, it's all hands. You, you have diss tracks coming out. But in this temperature, the people have idols set up. They have what I would call sacred cows, meaning that you can't criticize or you can't ask any questions about some of these people who have become idols in the culture. The Rock Nation has a former FBI agent or informant that used to wear wires and that made trades to make sure that she's free to work with people like Jay-Z and put other people behind bars. That's okay now, you know, because the mind of 
black America and hip hop culture has been restructured like an informant, meaning that idols have been presented to you in terms of people who have a lot of money, people a lot of fame and talented. Idols have been pushed in front of you where you will give up certain principles or certain values and the masses of the people will make a trade with the leader. They believe in the leaders. If the leader's trading for money, the people will come along because they're looking for heroes. They're looking for idols. They're looking for something to believe in. And so a lot of people see Jay-Z's success and they'll say, it, it, it doesn't matter if someone who's connected to the FBI is running Rock Nation. However, the way I'm trained and my understanding is that if you have someone who's working with the FBI at that level uh, with the U.S. government and has traded for freedom, you don't know how they could be making certain moves. You don't know why. You don't have the rationale in terms of what's going on behind these rooms where Jay-Z uh, on one hand, saying he's not going to mess with the NFL as an institution until they bring back cap. And then he flips. He flips in like within 12 months of protesting the NFL, he flips into a pro NFL position. Rock Nation partners with the NFL. Desiree Perez, the former informant, she partners with the NFL. Rock Nation is partnering with the NFL. And so Based on the history and my knowledge of how the U.S. government moves, particularly on black America, you have to leave open the possibility that Desiree Perez on the top of Rock Nation is a connection with the U.S. government in some way. And when you see these big deals that have the implication of if Jay-Z says it's okay to embrace the NFL and stop causing all this trouble and stop these protesting about police violence. If Jay-Z can come and naturalize and legitimize the NFL again, that may not just be a superficial commercial trade for the politics. You can help us get black people more involved with the NFL. Uh, they believe in you and we'll give you a check. It may not be just a, a trade where it's money involved because you have Rock Nation was the entity that partnered with the NFL. You have someone connected with the FBI and the U.S. government. You don't know. You know, I'm not accusing Desiree Perez or Rock Nation or Jay-Z of working with the government right now in terms of some type of political agenda, some type of watered down agenda where we want to water down uh, the black political psychology. We want to water down the black political movement. But it doesn't matter if they're papered up in a deal with the U.S. government. Because if you're moving with that J. Edgar Hoover energy, you may, not, you may not be papered up as an informant, as an agent right now. But you're moving in a way where that it looks like you're trading and you look like you are scaling the mind of an informant on the masses of black people. So it doesn't matter if you're really papered up or not with the U.S. government. The outcome is it looks like you're taking money to water down the black political voice. And you're trying to replace it with this new black stuff. And so I started thinking about the possibility that the U.S. government is working with some, or has been working with some powerful hip-hop figures 
uh, behind the scenes. And this has allowed them in part to become so successful because they have hidden government support. They're dealing at a level where they could have protection from the U.S. government. And so when I say protection from the U.S. government, that just doesn't mean you may be beating cases, uh, meaning that Jay-Z uh, was charged with assault and a stabbing of Lanson Rivera. And he had three assault charges, one gun possession charge, and the cases disappeared. Now, he pleaded guilty to stabbing Lanson Rivera, but he only got probation. When you're thinking about uh, what's going on at these very high levels, you're saying, hey, look, if Rock Nation has a former FBI informant as CEO, you start to think about, hey, how is Jay-Z beating all these cases? We know that if you have money, good lawyers, you know, you improve your position. But for Jay-Z to admit stabbing another man and for him to have multiple assault cases during this time uh, and the gun possession case to be dropped most likely there is some type of maneuvering going on it could be payoffs it could be government support i don't know but we know in the streets that when someone is is beating cases like this and they're untouchable there could be government involvement the government has made a deal where they have agreed to cooperate in a certain fashion and so i would never bring this up on the uh, uh, as a point, unless there's additional supplemental complementary evidence that Rock Nation as an institution has an embrace an informant, an FBI informant to run the institution. And so it so happens that you have a former government informant at the top of Rock Nation and you're doing these big deals with the NFL, which could have implications of pacifying the political voice of black America. In terms of protection, uh, we know that uh, William Bradley, the shotgun assassin uh, who took out Malcolm X, many believe that this was a government informant. And so William Bradley himself said that the government and the police, they never questioned me about firing that shotgun. And so, you know, they never even questioned him about it. Although people in New Jersey and a lot of insiders, they always knew that William Bradley was the one who blasted our brother Malcolm X. And, you know, there is increasing amount of evidence that William Bradley was a government informant. And so he had most likely protection after the uh, assassination. This is how I kind of got here uh, to this particular episode. In, in terms of thinking through this uh, stuff. So let's start with a quote by uh, Pharrell, okay, on the new black. So in um, 2014, Pharrell said, the new black doesn't blame other races for our issues, said Pharrell, one of the world's most successful musicians. Uh, the new black dreams and realizes that it's, it's not pigmentation, it's mentality. It's either going to work for you or it's going to work against you. And you've got to pick a side you're going to be on. Pharrell is, is uh, evangelizing this thinking that it's not about race anymore. He's saying that there's such thing as the new black. You, you shouldn't be engaging other races in terms of uh, white supremacy or talking about racism or talking about 
you know, the rigged uh, justice system that that's played out in black America. What Pharrell is saying that there's a new black where it's about success and stop talking about all this race stuff. He's ushering in a new ideology because as the article says, Pharrell's very influential in hip hop. He's influential actually in politics because essentially he's doing political stuff. Uh, so at the time or after uh, Pharrell says that he's not the old black, he says he's the new black. And he says that uh, the new black doesn't blame other races for our issues. Okay, so what else is Pharrell doing? Okay, besides evangelizing to black folks this new black, uh, what I would call uh, a Barack Obama black, a Pharrell black, a Jay-Z black. So this new black is being popularized. Okay, or it was. Uh, we're going to get to why I believe it's going out. It's going out. Uh, that's not cool anymore. That the people at the very top of the food chain in black culture and politics, that this new black stuff is going out. So what was Pharrell doing after he's saying that there's this new black that doesn't really think about race and doesn't really do anything about racism and just, you know, it's not about that. Okay, this new black. Kanye would probably be in that bucket too. Pharrell, in 2018, he held a fundraiser in November 13th. Uh, this is the article, uh, 2018. Pharrell Williams has been criticized on social media for performing in an annual fundraiser for the Israel Defense Forces, the IDF. Pharrell, Gerard Butler, and Ashton Kushner, they raised $60 million for the Israeli Defense Fund. So you say, hey, when Pharrell says there's such thing as a new black, you know, you could say, hey, that's just music. That's just culture. But Pharrell is out there raising $60 million for the Israeli military. What is a hip-hop artist doing raising $60 million for the Israeli military? How did those two become connected? And then this in this new black world, this J. Edgar Hoover energy, the people have been watered down so much that it's not a big deal for Pharrell to go out there and raise $60 million for the Israeli defense forces uh, uh, to support uh, colonization against Palestinians or to support taking more land or to support killing Palestinian kids rising up. You see that you see this pattern with these figures in terms of Barack Obama, Pharrell, Jay-Z, where they're with the Israeli Defense Forces, they're with uh, institutions in political positions that may have money attached to them, success attached to them, but they are against freedom, justice, and equality, structurally for the masses. So these people are making trades, meaning that Pharrell can go in and partner with the Israeli uh, Defense Force, help them raise money, that's gonna help his business. He's out there trading. And the trading has been merged where it's corporate and politics. Jay-Z, he does a corporate deal with the NFL, but there's a political outcome desired by elites where calm this noise in black America about police violence down, this protest with Kaepernick. It's messing up the fabric of the country. If you have the J. Edgar Hoover energy, 
You're always looking for black people who you can sit down and rationalize what you're looking for. You're looking for a successful black person to partner with from a political perspective, where if you partner with this person that, that has become idolized, has become an idol in culture, if you can partner your political position or desire political outcomes, black people love to see other black people successful. The black loyalty is there. It's organic. We want to support each other. That's natural. But if you contaminate it with Jago Hoover energy and you don't really go deep in your analysis and thinking on these things, the J. Edgar Hoover energy is going to overpower the loyalty. If I want uh, black America to become more pro-Israel, people, I can partner with this person, wrap this position inside of them, and then if the people are supporting and they're loyal to that black figure, they want to see that person successful and moving things forward, then I can bundle this swamp. I can bundle this nefarious agenda into the people that, into the leaders that they worship. Are the leaders going to move them to my political point of view? And so at the level that these people are playing at the top, APAC studied Black America. They studied their options and they said, look, we need to set up APAC uh, chapters across the United States on HBCUs. Uh, so these people are very sophisticated. They're, they're well-organized. And they said, look, to change the mind of the black political actor, to change the minds of black America, we need to have APAC lobbyist chapters on HBCU campuses. We need to go and groom leaders like Bakari Sellers and prop them up, help them get on CNN, where they can help us shift the black psychology over to our political agenda. And in exchange, we will prop these Negro elites up. We'll put them on TV. Bakari Sellers' case, uh, he's on the uh, National Council of uh, APAC. And so he has made his trade. Over time, with the organization, in terms of APAC investing in changing the psychology, the black politics in black America, they're doing it. They have a long-term play and where every 10 years, they probably see it as every five or 10 years, that position in black America where uh, you don't align with a colonizer taking land or disenfranchising another group. It doesn't matter who it is, including each other. You know, you want to weaken that political position. And so you're going to partner with the Negro elites. And so this is why I say that there's a J. Edgar Hoover energy and there's a rat psychology being scaled into the mind of black America where the people don't even know that they're, they're, they're being guided in a J. Edgar Hoover rat psychology where it's not cool anymore to bang against the establishment. Now, the leaders are making it cool to partner with the establishment. With this new black stuff that Pharrell is talking about, and to some extent, uh, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Jay-Z, this new black, COVID-19 is going to deal with the new blacks real good. Obviously, it's going to be destructive or more destructive for our people. But thinking further, further out, 
that there's been a bubble building up over time where we have been chasing a lot of these black celebrities and leaders, but these people at the top are making these trades in the system that are unhealthy for us, not them. Our desires uh, for freedom, justice, and equality can't be traded with some of the stuff that, that's going on. So you go do your trades, but you don't get the support of the masses just because you're successful or just because you have money or just because we want uh, more black people to become successful. We can't trade the politics for that. Okay, we can support you commercially. Go get your money. Go become a billionaire. Go get, you know, 200, 300 million. But don't be trading where you're pimping the black political actor into going along with what I believe is a dirty political religion. J. Edgar Hoover energy. It's a rat psychology. I believe that this new black, this black that has become post-racial, as Pharrell says, it's not about race anymore. It's about helping Israeli Defense Force raise 60 million. This new black, when COVID-19 gets done with them, you may see them in an FOI uniform. You may see them at a Eidos summit supporting reparations. You may see them at on a black nationalist Zoom lecture because COVID-19 and MAGA before COVID-19, it's going to be pushing stuff to the surface and bring this bubble. It's going to pop this new black bubble that has been building up with these various actors in the Negro elite class. When people chasing that, they don't know that they're being drawn into political fire. They're being drawn in political corruption uh, where they no longer have the voice that they had before. They're willing now to accept just put a black face on the ticket or, or put a black on the Supreme Court. I'll throw you Negroes some political chitlins that that's all you're looking for now. Uh, you just want to see some type of symbolism uh, within this new black, uh, this post-racial black, this Pharrell black, this Jay-Z Barack Obama black. So let's talk about to understand J. Edgar Hoover energy. Let's uh, quickly go through J. Edgar Hoover uh, a great book to read about J. Edgar Hoover is really William Sullivan, uh, who at one time was a director of COINTELPRO and was uh, in the top three in the FBI. So he actually wrote a book. Obviously, he's not going to tell us everything, but he talks about how J. Edgar Hoover was moving, uh, particularly against black America. Uh, and so William Sullivan talks about how they had Stokely Carmichael's bodyguard. I bet you they were laughing at some of our leaders who, you know, were fighting for freedom, justice, and equality. They were laughing because they had the whole playbook. Uh, Jagger uh, Hoover uh, and William Sullivan, they got to Stokely Carmichael's bodyguard. Uh, so pretty much the bodyguard was informing on Stokely Carmichael and whatever he was doing. Okay, uh, William Sullivan, in terms of the intimacy or the level that they were they were operating, uh, they were following Angela Davis and they would get sex tapes of her. J. Edgar Hoover was so much of a freak. He was so much into uh, perversion uh, that they hid the sex tapes of Angela Davis from him. He would want to listen to Dr. King and Angela Davis and whoever. They got some type of sexual activity on tape. He would want to listen 
and freak out to this uh, stuff. Uh, so you're talking about a very sick figure, J. Edgar Hoover. He has people in the Nation of Islam. He has people close to Dr. King. He has people close to Stokely Carmichael. He has people close to Angela Davis. The FBI and the U.S. government has all this information on the inside of what these people, all they want to do is move their people forward. But the U.S. government has planted all these people on the inside to weaponize it against us. And so to weaponize it, you know, how would they weaponize it? And so one, you want to discredit the leaders. Two, you want to neutralize it and water it down. J. Edgar Hoover, uh, the FBI, they had someone that they had selected to water down Dr. King's movement. Uh, they had selected someone to take over Dr. King. They had uh, support, but for some reason, J. Edgar Hoover reportedly just did not pull the trigger. But they had been studying black America and looking for people to work with, people to pay off. And they found a brother and they said, oh, uh, not a brother, a Negro. They they found. They said, "Oh, this guy would be perfect to water down the black political psychology." So Dr. King was bringing too much heat for the U.S. government, and so they found a Pharrell. They found a new black for that day. That's J. Edgar Hoover energy. If someone is talking strong uh, in terms of fighting for freedom, justice, and equality, banging for Black America. Okay, the goal is to put people on the inside and to water down. If you water down the organizations and the leaders, are you able to prop up a leader that is soft, uh, that doesn't want to tangle up with anybody, doesn't want to make America uncomfortable? Let's give them some money. Let's give them some infrastructure. Let's help them out and beat some cases. We, we know they did something, and let's trade for that. Where We're going to move against you. We know you did something. We're not going to put it out there, but you got to work with us. That's J. Edgar Hoover energy. Any forces, and you don't have to be papered up with the U.S. government, the FBI, the, the NSA, or the uh, CIA. You don't have to be papered up to, be, to have J. Edgar Hoover energy. It's just the way you move in. It looks like the informants of the past are the agents of the past. It looks like that. You could be guilty of J. Edgar Hoover energy and not be papered up with the U.S. government. Although I believe some of these people are papered up out there. Malcolm X. My research shows that the FBI and other intelligence agencies, that they escalated kind of the central thrust of them moving against the Nation of Islam and moving against Malcolm X was the decline of Elijah Muhammad's health. So they had informants giving them updates like Stokely Carmichael's bodyguard. Uh, they had informants uh, who I believe to be uh, one big one is John Ali, but they had people inside of the Nation of Islam who would report back on Elijah Muhammad's health. And so there could have been someone reporting back that said that Elijah could go within two years or three years. And so the calculation of the U.S. government is if Elijah goes, and he can go any day now because his health is declining, 
we got to think about the possibility of Malcolm X. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Go. You can check me out at Jamarlin Martin on Twitter and also come check us out at moguldom.com. That's M-O-G-U-L-D-O-M.com. Be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter. You can get the latest information on crypto, tech, economic empowerment, and politics. Let's go.